0: They come downstairs, again, armed with an umbrella, thinking it's an intruder, but... That's genetic. Yeah. (laughs) That's a genetic trait. It's like cilantro. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Hello, 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 hello.
0: Long time... No talk. I mean, not for you, but it's been two weeks since we've recorded, which is crazy. Yeah. I went to Disney World.
1: You did. You had a whole vacation. Pretty crazy. Yeah. But we're, we're back into the swing of things. Uh, you know, continuing on with romcom February, we have a very special guest on the pod today who I was super excited to finally get to chat with. Mm-hmm. You may have seen them on your TikTok for you page. You've definitely seen them in School of Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You may have heard their podcast, Where Are They Now, with Rivka Reyes. That's our guest. You're like,
0: you've definitely seen them in School of Rock. I'm like, it's not Jack Black, guys. (laughs) No. We didn't get Jack Black for this episode.
1: (laughs) One day. One day. We're getting closer with
0: each episode. But um, Yes. Rivka was such a joy to talk to. Definitely. They are awesome. Yeah. Cracked a lot of jokes, too. I was like, go off.
1: Yeah. We love, we love. Um, so we're very excited for you to hear the rest of the episode. But before we do, yeah, just a little housekeeping. Let's do some review shout-outs. So the first review we have is from Party Girl123. You
0: said that it's like hanging out with your friends on a Sunday night after going out. And we were like, let's roll with that. Yeah. So we gave you telephone by Lady. Gaga and Beyonce collab of the century. Yes, when this song came out, I was like, Lady Gaga has it like that. Yeah, crazy. So what I'm thinking for this montage, you have gone out for a night on the town. We're talking Mm -hmm. table, like bus, club, another Another club, club. another club, PJ, Dom Perignon. (laughs) But you're out there. Yeah, you're on the dance floor maybe people are like oh my god who is that on the dance floor like they look like they're having a blast mm-hmm. and you don't even know where your phone is you don't even care <laughs> okay you're in the moment you're living in the moment and you are having a blast maybe you even have some like glitter on mm-hmm. your face or your arms or something
1: wow that sounds so fun um so next up we have a review from anna nessa we very much appreciate your in-depth review about your chart and the shows that yes. you love. And we were like, okay, Aries Sun, Pisces Rising—that's got to be a tricky one to live with. So I commend you for you know going out there, living your life, going yeah. strong. Yeah. <laughs> um. And you listed some of the TV shows that you like. And since we are mm-hmm. both currently watching The OC, I'm rewatching. Mo's watching for the first time. Yes. We went right to that soundtrack, and we oh, decided we have to. on. <laughs> This is an iconic song for an iconic moment, Dice by Finley Quay. And if you've seen the show, you know that Ryan is running up those stairs to get to Marissa on New Year's Eve in season one. So, for this montage, it's the end of the semester at college. You know, you're packing everything up and you're traveling this summer. You pack your bags, you hop on a plane, and, like, maybe there was some sort of, like, tumultuous situation while you were in school. Like, maybe you had, like, some drama with somebody else or, like, things just weren't going your way. Like, something happened. You just need to get away from it all. And you sit down on the plane and you look out the window and you just are leaving it all behind you. You're ready Ah. for your next adventure. You're ready to like learn maybe about like another country or another culture. And you're going to go experience their food and like meet new people. And just, you know, that you're in store for a lot of growth. It's a real like turning Mm -hmm. point montage. I love that.
0: Yeah. The next montage that we have is for Jay. And you said that it was very complimentary, you know, immaculate vibes from opening theme song to sign off. Very kind of you. We really appreciate it. And you said that you were making a move. So we gave you 100 years by five for fighting. And I know you might think, hey, it's a little corny, but it's not corny if it's heartfelt. Exactly. And that was taught to me by Terry Knickerbocker. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true. And I think like for this montage, I picture you, you're packing the last box, right? You're looking through this empty home you once had and you're ready for your next adventure. You know, maybe you bring out that last box to the moving van and you put it inside and you close it up and you look off, you look back, and you hop in the van and you go off. Wow. We're getting really good at this.
1: If there's a job out there where you're just designing montages. Just the montage, not the movie. Yeah. Just Just the the montage. montage. Uh, Hit us up. We are available. Mm -hmm. So last but not least, we have a review from Rita all the way from the UK. Thank you so much for your review. For your song, we decided to go with When It All Falls Apart by The Veronicas.
0: Such a good song.
1: Yeah, I think this is a very underrated gem of theirs. Everyone always talks about forever or untouched, but this one is a bop. And in this montage, I see you kind of like... This is, again, this is an emotional crux moment of your movie... Um, maybe maybe you've had a breakup or maybe you've had like a fight with your friend or with your family or maybe you've had to leave a job but you're feeling a little bit lost right now So you go to your favorite cafe you order your favorite drink, you sit down, you look out maybe it's raining you are in the UK after all so it's very possible and you're just drinking your drink maybe you like have a book with you or a notebook maybe you're journaling and you're just kind of reflecting on, you know, what's, what's transpired and what your next move is going to be. If you want to maybe make amends or if you want to move on from a relationship that wasn't serving you, it's just really taking that time to yourself to figure out what your next step is.
0: I love that. Well, let's have some introspection today, friends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I
0: feel like sometimes I sound like I'm stoned and I don't, I literally am never stoned. Yeah. But, um, sometimes i do record inebriated so. yeah
1: that happens from time today to is time. not one of those days <laughs> no but uh is wow. there anything else
0: before we head into the episode i just want to say thank you to all of your like comments and dms yeah. and stuff lately we just did a poll for or like a questionnaire for our last movie for this month and we just got so many responses and it was Great to see because we really do take into consideration your recommendations. Yeah. So thank you so much.
1: I made an Excel sheet of all of your requests. I didn't include some mm-hmm. that either like we have already planned coming up or, you know, stuff like that. But you guys submitted 62 different movies. Whoa. Yeah look at y'all go i know you guys popped off on that poll we really appreciate it um also we will do catch that kid eventually like i knew corbin (laughs) blue movie in my life yeah absolutely but our last movie of the month will be listener chosen so stick around for that um without further ado let's head into our movie for today beautiful Well, friends, we have a very special guest on the pod today, one I personally am very excited about. If you listen to our School of Rock episode, you know how much I love that movie and how much I love our guest. So please give a warm welcome to Rivka Reyes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Big fan, big listener of the pod. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, So today we are doing a very highly requested movie. I think our most highly requested movie after Mean Girls. So insane. So it's been long awaited. We
0: are doing the 2004 classic 13 Going on 30.
1: Iconic. Absolutely iconic. So good. Would you mind telling us about like your experience with the movie? Maybe when you first saw it, what it means to you? I'd love to. Um, <laughs> I first saw it when it came out
2: and I was obsessed with it. I, I think it was a little after school of rock had come out Mm -hmm. and, and I was like really in this like vulnerable place in my life where I was like, I, I had been thrust into this very adult career almost, Mm -hmm. and was kind of put in this position where I had to grow up very fast. And, and I remember seeing this and of course I didn't have the, like the language around this when I was 11, but, you know, (laughs) um, seeing it and being like, wow, like I really do feel sometimes like I was just, I woke up one day and I was an adult and now I'm like going to these like fancy Hollywood parties and like eating, you know, Stuff that I, like, ten year old, like, or an eleven year old would never like <laughs> eat, especially like a yeah. poor kid from Chicago, you know. And it just, I just related so much to Jenna, like the the thirteen year old Jenna who's like really yeah. awkward and 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 yeah. kind of bumps into things and and you know wants the like hot popular guy, but then like you know the best friend is like yeah yeah. And, and I was, you know, also, I don't know. I think this movie is very queer coded. That's my opinion. But like, Mm. I I definitely had like a mean girl best friend who I was for sure in love with. Um, and I really think now in hindsight saw myself in that relationship between, um, Jenna and, and Tom, Tom, Lucy. Mm. So yeah, it is one of my favorites. I recently watched it with my girlfriend while we were dog sitting and and I was just like, wow, this movie just still holds up. I like found myself like crying multiple times watching it. Same,
0: yeah. It's so emotional.
2: Yeah, it's so good. And and we love um, Krista Allen being TikTok famous now and, and selling skincare products on her TikTok. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she really came out of the cut with that. Yeah, it's,
1: it's pretty wild. Yeah.
0: I think that this movie has like so many different facets to it where it's like, I'm watching it and I'm laughing. And then like with Maddie and Jenna, I'm like crying. And these other times where it's like, I'm like holding my breath. I'm like, what's going to happen? Is she going to make it? Yeah. Yeah. It's an emotional journey. I
2: also feel like, so, okay. Like if we're thinking about it, like school of rock is to Jack Black. What 13 going on 30 is to Jennifer Garner. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. Like this totally. was her, this was her school of rock for sure. Like, the, mm-hmm. like, cause we had seen her on like, alias and we saw her play a yeah. hooker and catch me if you can and you know had these mm-hmm. like, you know but then this is like her in the forefront doing silly doing campy doing yes. also like really grounded emotional you know and, and playing you know a character that's like kind of close to self is is what i imagine mm-hmm. but I, I don't really know yeah. Yet, so yeah
0: i think that they were like had cast it partially off of her performance in alias because they were like oh she can do comedy she's like super charming and she is, like, so incredibly charming in this movie. And oh, so totally.
1: hot. Like, she's so gorgeous. Yeah. And like she's her so facial pretty. expressions. Her like, cheekbones are, like, to the gods.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I remember my mom saying that, too. She's like, I want I want to know who does her cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's just her cheeks. <laughs> I think that's just how she looks.
1: Yeah. No, I think that this movie completely falls apart without her. Like, she yeah. is the glue. She, com- I've never seen somebody really commit... The way that she does in this role. It's like mm-hmm. pretty masterful for sure.
2: I really, like, I, I really want to see a musical adaptation of mm. this. Oh, I think I it, think would, it would lend itself amazing. pretty it well. It is such a perfect, like, musical adaptation. I think it would be so good. Yeah. It's like, while well, we're, you know, I, I think there's so many movies like obviously like we had mean girls and beetlejuice that were turned into right. musicals um and and like you know they made groundhog day a musical i'm like this one Pretty is wild. a musical like it's already a rom-com it's already got the like beautiful love story and everything but i think like can you imagine the song tom tom would like lucy oh would my sing? gosh He'd yeah. be such a bitch. Sit, and then they'd have the fun. Um, the boss like would
1: have a fun number and mm-hmm. <laughs> the, It'll like, all be super like 80s inspired. Like oh, the music yeah. is such yeah. a character in the movie already. It's built in. Somebody <laughs> just needs to put pen to paper and make it happen. Yeah, I love it when the, the
2: music is a character in the movie. That's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. <laughs> totally, and the totally. and the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the city as a character in Manhattan. <laughs> I definitely think um. I think the song is called "Why Can't I Breathe" by Liz Fair, or "Why Can't uh, I"? Um, yeah, and that song is like forever glued in my head mm. to this movie. It's like mm-hmm. such a beautiful moment when, like Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo fall in love. Like oh my gosh. it's so. This was yeah this
2: is also my first time seeing Mark Ruffalo I think like in a, in a movie mm. in like a big role like I, I I think I'd probably seen him in other stuff before but this is my first time seeing him in, in like a big role and yeah. I was just like I had such a big crush on Mark Ruffalo oh almost to the yes. point where like when I was in college one of my like one of the boys in my like ensemble in my theater school like kind of looked exactly like Mark Ruffalo like I mm. could show you guys a picture you guys be like oh yeah that's that's definitely like Mark Ruffalo's younger brother and I was <laughs> madly in love with him and, and it was like only because of his like you know resemblance, resemblance towards a, <laughs> yeah. a male celebrity that I had like f- fictionalized and fantasized version mm-hmm. of in my head but yeah oh yeah. god he's so he's so good in this he's so hot, um, yeah, hot. and Judy Greer oh my god oh, like Judy love Greer, Judy
1: Greer. Yeah. I had seen
2: her in Arrested Development Similar. Thing where like Judy Greer in Arrested Development is just this like wild, whack character like Kitty, mm-hmm. and she her whole bit is that she just like always shows her tits, and she's like say goodbye to these, and like she's <laughs> like she's seen in in Arrested Development as this like ugly bitch. And then in wow. this, she's like
1: hot and mean yes. and like oh, popular. God. Yeah. Yeah. I was just watching uh The Wedding Planner last night, which Judy Greer is also in. And in that she's kind of like a sort of dowdy, like frizzy, kind of shy girl. I'm like, Judy has the range. Why yeah. is she not in a leading role? Like, let's Why make hasn't it happen. she not in a leading role. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: I think it's probably because she got pegged as like that funny sidekick. Or, like, that, like, bit character instead of, like, giving her the opportunity Mm -hmm. for a more dynamic role. But um, in the, like, trivia and, like, facts we were reading about the movie, I did see that – the cast would like ask Judy if something was funny, if they weren't sure about something because she was considered the funniest person on set.
2: I believe that. Totally. That's kind of like how Sarah Silverman was on set mm. for School of Rock. I mean, everyone in in that was so funny, like, but in yeah. the scenes, especially the scenes with like Jack and Mike and Sarah, um, mm-hmm. they were always like, Sarah, is that funny? And she would always like, you know she was not a funny character in that movie like yeah, she's not at all she was just like a cold-hearted yeah. you know and they they would you know definitely there were takes where she would like go a little too much and they'd be like no <laughs> you're not supposed to be that charming sarah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah like i can't help it <laughs> yeah oh my goodness wow well we have a lot to discuss so i think maybe we should just dive into it yeah for sure let's go So we open up. We're in 1987. It is picture day at Jenna Rinks Middle School. Poor girl sits down in front of that cloud backdrop. Her picture is her mid-word as she's trying to correct the photographer on her name. So it doesn't turn out great. She's kind of horrified. But she goes down the hallway, and who does she bump into? Oh, my goodness. Her best friend, Maddie, Matt (sighs) Flamhaff. And that name, pulls-
0: <laughs> I know, devastating. He
1: <laughs> He pulls out his giant camera and takes a little selfie of them because it's Jenna's thirteenth birthday. Got to document it. Mm-hmm. And who strolls down the hall? But the six chicks. And this is like very much common knowledge, but it needs to be repeated. Two of the six chicks are Brie Larson and Ashley Benson.
0: Yes, insanity. It's sanity. so crazy. <laughs>
1: But they stroll up, they're like the popular girls in school, and they're led by Tom Tom. And everyone kind of like fawns over how great Tom Tom's pictures are for the yearbook. And she ends up like making fun of Maddie. They're just kind of like your classic movie mean girls that you always see. Yeah. She mm-hmm.
2: also gives the like they're also like, oh my God, photo you're so photogenic, Tom Tom. She's like, oh shut yeah. up.
1: Mine turned out oh, yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It's traumatizing to think about those times. Certainly. But uh, Tom Tom then pulls Jenna aside and she's like, oh, hey, so I told Chris Grandy, popular guy, about your birthday party tonight. And he actually said he wanted to come with except uh, we have this like assignment that we have to do and Chris is going to help. So we actually can't come to your party And poor sweet Jenna, because she wants to be popular so badly and she wants to be friends with these girls so badly, offers to do the assignment for them. And Tom Tom's Uh, like, oh my God, fabuloso. And they strut down the hall.
0: Jenna, no. Don't do it. Don't do the work
1: for them. No.
0: So they walk home, um, Maddie and Jenna. And Maddie's like, I don't know why you want to be friends with those people. They're so mean. But Jenna's like you know, one day I'm going to be a six chick. And he's literally like, there are six of them. (laughs) Jenna, there are six. That's the whole point. You can't be a part of the group. But Maddie is like, you know, don't worry about it. You're way cooler than them anyway. They're unoriginal. And Jenna says that she doesn't want to be original. She wants to be cool. Very relatable. Yeah. And then Maddie offers her some razzles, which is like their candy and they head off to their houses, literally next door to each other. And she's like, arrivederci. And he's like, au
1: revoir. So cute. I do have a question as a non-American. Are razzles real? Yeah. yeah. Is that a real candy? Okay. I never oh knew God. if it was like a made up thing. You can
2: definitely get them at like, you know, some of the the um like big candy stores Like I'm sure they have them at like Dylan's or whatever Like as like a novelty thing But oh, yeah,
0: the they're
1: not here. like a,
2: a Popular candy anymore
1: They're good Because they're like it's both the candy and the gum I'm like that it sounds is. amazing
2: I would love to try those someday It is and after this movie of course I like went out and like scoured the town of Chicago To find <laughs> razzles so I could have a razzle red tongue <laughs> Oh Yeah <laughs> Yeah Oh God, yeah, so good. Um, so Mm -hmm. what happens next is Jenna starts getting ready for her birthday party and she's bumping Jesse's girl, making out with Rick Springfield on the TV. Good song. I always wish that, like, I don't know, I want to hear like a Jesse's point or the girl's point of view because it's not even Jesse's not even her name. Like she doesn't have a name.
0: She's just the girl. Yeah, Jesse's
2: girl. Nobody really talks about that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I'm glad that you're bringing this to the forefront and I look forward to your version on TikTok very soon.
2: Oh my gosh, I should write it. I think the yeah. first, the opening line is like, did you know I have a name? Like, that's it.
1: Amazing. I love
2: <laughs> um, it. Yeah. Um so her parents bust in, and the mom's like, Are you wearing a bra? And she lunges onto <sighs> the bed and says, Go away. Yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> I've definitely, I don't know, like raise your hand if you used to stuff your bra with little cotton balls. Just me. Okay. Yeah, I-, I-, I did. did. Oh, you did.
0: No. You didn't? Oh, it? my gosh. You had takeo biddies when you were a kid. <laughs> I, so I literally have like small boobs. Like, I don't have big boobs at all. But when I was younger, I think I was like developed early. So, I have had these size boobs for too long. <laughs> for too long.
1: I didn't yeah. get them until I was like 17. So, same. I was the exact same way. I had absolutely nothing forever. And now I have these fucking backbreakers to just lug <laughs> yeah. around with me all the time.
2: I'm like a moderate in between Z's, like a not too small, not too big Goldilocks type. Anyway, nice. um, <laughs> she tells her mom and dad to go away. And, um, the mom is like, Hey Wayne, I got this. And she, sh- she was out in the room. <laughs> Jenna's like, I hate my life. And I want to look like these girls in poise magazine. And the mom who I love this mom character so much. She's just so warm and supportive. Yes. And you know, she, she's oh, yeah, like so wise wa- wiping off makeup off of her face. She's like, Hey, just because you don't look like these girls, um, doesn't she say they're not people they're models or something yeah Yeah. um and and jenna looks at the article 30 flirty and thriving why your 30s are the best years of your life and says i want to be 30 and mom says you will be but right now you're my beautiful 13 year old and when the mom leaves jenna restuffs her bra and we get that wow that (laughs) thriller (laughs) intro which I think oh. like such a serotonin boost uh what I rewatched cuz mm, I was yeah. like
1: yeah <laughs> oh yeah they're like all right we're f- we're getting into it this is the meat and potatoes so mm. we cut to Jenna dancing to thriller in her basement getting ready for her party and Maddie comes over with one of her birthday presents, Aww. and it's this huge box. He like opens it up and's like, "Well, I know you always wanted a Barbie dream house, so I made you your own Jenna dream house." And like takes her through a tour of this house he's made for her. Like she's in the bathtub reading Poise magazine. She has like every record ever made downstairs. Is like Rick Springfield sitting on the couch and Maddie making sure he keeps his hands to himself <laughs> and. Then he gives her some wishing dust and on it, it says, you know, the wishing dust knows what's in your heart of hearts and will make all your dreams come true. So he pours it on the roof of the house and it's like a very magical moment. We have the twinkly little music. Jenna makes her wish. But she's interrupted by the doorbell. So mm-hmm. she starts freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, they're here. She rushes to, like, shove the dream house in the closet and tells Maddie to go put on some music. Yeah,
0: poor dream house just gets, like, stuffed away immediately. Yeah, yeah. So at the party The six chicks arrive Chris Grandy And his friends arrive They like Obviously get dropped off Because they're 13 But they walk mm-hmm. Out of the car With such gusto And like the wind <laughs> Is blowing in their hair It's insane yeah.
2: Nobody was actually That cool at 13 No I'm no. sorry No
1: I'm no. sorry <laughs> Especially oh not gosh. in the 80s no, Absolutely not Yeah
0: <laughs> Their hair Does look pretty good I will say that
1: Yeah
0: But They're all like, (laughs) disgusted is such a strong word. They're all like (laughs) taken aback at Maddie dancing um, to burning down the house. And like, they're just not into it. It's so clear. So Tom Tom takes over. She puts on Madonna. And Matt tells Jenna he's going to go get his Casio, his little tiny, you know, keyboard. And Jenna's like, okay, Maddie, I don't need a play by play. Because Tom Tom said that earlier and it's just so mean everyone laughs at him this cute little like chubby 13 year old boy I'm like you're so sweet Mm -hmm. so Tom Tom is like oh I have an idea let's play seven minutes in heaven Jenna you should go first she blindfolds Jenna leads her to the closet and tells her that Chris hot (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's like, I'm coming in with you. Um, She's like, Chris wants to play seven minutes in heaven with you. So just wait here. And she closes the door, finds where the, oh, she asks her where the project proposal is first. And then she's like, okay. And just remember, Chris loves going for second base.
1: Oh my gosh. So inside the closet, Jenna takes the tissues out of her bra Um, Tom Tom grabs the proposal and she's like, all right, everybody, I think I can get my brother to buy us some beer. So like, let's bounce. So they like grab, they also like grab the full like bowl of like Cheetos or something and head out the door. Oh yeah. They steal all the snacks. I'm like, that's so mean. So rude. Petty. Petty. Yeah. So like on their way out of the basement, Tom Tom runs into Maddie and he's like, what's going on? She's like, oh, Jenna's waiting for you in the closet. So Maddie goes over to the closet, he finds Jenna like sitting there blindfolded on the ground. And she's like, Oh, I thought you weren't gonna come. And she starts like reach out for him and they hold hands and Maddie starts leaning in to kiss her. And Jenna's like, Oh, Chris, and he's like Chris. Uh, it's Matt.
0: Oh, lord!
1: So mortifying. Uh, yeah. Jenna takes off the blindfold. She sees
2: everyone's gone, and she immediately, like, like she immediately goes, "What did you do?" And she pushes him out of the closet and yells for Matt to get out. <sighs> that she hates everyone. I hate you. I hate me. And then Matt tries to play the song on his Casio, but Jenna's. Not listening, and she just starts banging her head up against the, the cup, the shelves in the closet. And she says, I want to be 30! 30 and flirty and thriving, 30 and flirty and thriving. And then the wishing mm. dust from the house starts to fall down on her.
1: Magic, Magic.
2: cut to Jenna wakes up, she's wearing a Very similar patterned
1: um,
2: eye sleeping mask and she pulls it off. You see her little feet come out of the bed and she she falls out of bed, crawls over to the hallway and we see her. She's all grown up and hot and it's Jennifer Garner looking absolutely flawless Mm -hmm. um, in her little pink. black slip dress which of course i remember because i am a homosexual (laughs) (laughs) you're like that's Um,
0: crazy that that happened let me rewind (laughs) that so we can just remember that
2: wow 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 (laughs) um she's calling for her parents she's in an unfamiliar apartment she goes down the hall um comes face to face with herself in a mirror and screams great physical comedy she falls Mm -hmm. over Uh, Of course, she's in shock at her new face and uh, she has boobies now.
0: Wow. And
2: she's that that great moment where she just grabs them and the music goes, (laughs) drink. (laughs) Um, She's like running around frantically in the apartment. She picks up some mail and she's like, Jenna Rink, Jenna Rink, Jenna Rink, I live here. Um, And calls her parents' house only to hear on their answering machine that they're on a cruise. And then she goes, Yeah, I went on a cruise without me.
1: <laughs> oh, she's so good. Um, something I also never noticed until this watch around, but the apartment, like in the 30 Flirty and Thriving article, is her apartment that she has mm. when oh! she's 30. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like that same living room setup. So. Good catch. So that was wild. pretty cool. So she obviously thinks that she is dreaming and she's like slapping her face, trying to wake herself up. She hears a ringtone she's like, what is that mysterious music? She goes to investigate by the door, like by her coat. And then she hears a man call for her from the shower, who we like see walking around every once in a while. And she like kind of just misses him as he's walking past. Mm -hmm. And he calls out from the shower and he's like, hey, Sweet Bottom. And she's (laughs) like, there's an intruder in my house, obviously. So she grabs an umbrella to defend herself. As any self-respecting woman would. Absolutely. And she's like, I know you're in there, and my parents are going to be home any minute. And he, like, comes out of the shower in his towel, and she's like, oh, my God, you're naked. And he's like, well, not yet, pulls off his towel. And in great timing, she opens the umbrella, throws it right at him, and she grabs her coat and her shoes and bags and just books it out of the apartment.
0: Yeah, we're literally rolling out of bed. She looks flawless regardless. (laughs) So downstairs – Jenna is like perplexed by this ringtone. She has no idea what's going on.
2: that classic Nokia like tango yeah. sound.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect.
0: And she's just like so perplexed about this whole situation, really. And she sees this woman, aka Judy Greer calling her over, telling her to get into the car because they're going to be late. And Jenna's like, I literally cannot get in a car with a stranger, like, stranger danger. But Lucy is like, I don't have time for your neuroses. Like, please get in the vehicle. And then from the apartment, we see this mystery guy calling down to her. He's like, sweet bottom. And Jenna's like, I just got to get away from this man. Like... (laughs) about to get into this car, get kidnapped.
2: Yeah, and uh, they're on their way. They're in a limo, and they're not really a limo. It's more just, like, they have a driver. It's like a town
0: car, it's yeah.
2: It's a town, a car. town yeah. car, yeah. They're yeah. they being, they being driven to work in New York City. Mm-hmm. That's uh, wild. Lucy yeah. tells her that she's like, I know you're my best friend, but the this this slip dress is a little 97. Uh, and Jenna's like, you're my best friend. And Tom Tom's like, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenna's like no no and and um, Lucy's like what did you do last night and Jenna's like I slept in an apartment I've never been in before and there's also a naked man in my apartment and I saw his thingy and oh god um... not his thingy (laughs) (laughs) yes um they arrive at the the office and Jenna hears that phone again and Lucy's like it's probably just Richard uh, their boss, and uh, it's actually the guy from her apartment, and he's calling her Sweet Bottom again, bad oh, nickname, terrible nickname. Terrible, terrible nickname. Jenna's like, Stop calling me Sweet Bottom and get out of my house. And Tom Tom's like, Who is that?
1: <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. She's fully freaking out. And Tom Tom's like, Okay, listen, we have a meeting in 10 minutes. So you need to like pull it together, repeat after me, and we get a great bit of exposition here. I am Jenna Rink, big-time magazine editor. I'm a tough bitch, and I'm going to walk into that office. I'm not going to let anyone know I'm hungover, because the future of poise depends on me. So it seems like 13-year-old Jenna has gotten everything that she wants and now works at her dream magazine, so. It does seem like that. Yes, big development. So they then head into the office.
0: So we go into poise and Jenna walks in immediately. She's bombarded with decisions. They're like, pick this magazine cover, this magazine cover. M&M needs a decision now. And she's like, plain, peanut, plain. I never got that when I was a kid. And
2: then oh, me neither. like as an adult, of course, I realized it's like, oh, like M&M's the candy. Because yeah. mm. they didn't have M&M in the 80s yet. Yes. Yeah.
0: And then Richard comes up to them. He's like... I assume you're late because you were promoting the magazine at all the right parties. And Jenna realizes that Richard is her boss, and she's like, "Oh, you're my boss," and he's like, "That's right, baby. Who's your daddy?"
1: Wayne rink it's <laughs> so good yeah Classic. also andy circus incredible yes wonderful perfect also yeah. known as gollum like yes
2: iconic
0: <laughs> wild uh yeah.
2: and when that's like one of my little fun facts people don't know that like people don't be knowing that yeah that is the boss from 13 going on 30
0: yeah <laughs> um
1: absolutely
2: <laughs> so everyone heads to the boardroom and the assistant arlene asks jenna if she needs anything else and jenna asks arlene to find matt for her and writes his house number (laughs) on her legal band um richard asks arlene to leave them and jenna crumples up the paper and throws it at her as she's she's uh, leaving arlene is like
0: shot nerves yeah
2: shot
1: nerves on arlene
2: (laughs) for real yeah and i feel like that actress who plays arlene is like Arlene and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she was also the Arlene. assistant
1: in Bride
2: Wars is like
1: the other yes. assistant
2: role that comes yes. to Oh mind. my god, oh. like flighty, like she fucked it up. Yeah, oh my god, I yeah. recently watched Bride Wars. It was on TBS. Such so a oh, that's a good one.
0: Um <laughs> Damn, you have anyway. cable. That's so awesome.
2: <laughs> no, I was I was, I do not. I was staying at a hotel that that had mm. TBS as a, a nice. channel. Nice, um, nice. They also had HBO, which was sick because I could like Ooh. watch Euphoria as it came out, which was oh yeah, it was really dope.
0: Okay, another bonus episode we have to talk about Euphoria. <laughs>
1: yes, oh my god, I'll come back. I love that show. Oh my gosh. I've never seen a single episode, but I know everything that is happening on season two because of like Twitter and TikTok the internet I know I could tell you beat for beat every single episode I have never ever been happier I love Cindy Sweeney give
2: her the give her the Emmy just give it to her yeah um where are we in the the movie that we are talking about
0: good question
2: (laughs) um yeah, Jenna falls out of her seat and everyone's like, ooh. And Lucy's like, Jenna's a little hungover today. And they're like, ah, okay, <laughs> same girly. Um, Richard pins their most recent it- issues on the board and shows them how Sparkle Mag has poached their covers for the last seven months. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's like, we're trying to do everything we can to keep our information secure. We've added all sorts of security measures. And Richard's like, the party tonight is huge. We need to show people that poise is still hot and happening. There was that a bunch of jargon about the B.O.B. and the C- CDC, And was <laughs> like, Jenna, what do you think? And she's like, can I go to the bathroom?
1: <laughs> oh, she's so cute. <laughs> so she then like races to her office, uh, starts looking at all like the pictures on her wall And there's, like, a few of the naked guy from her apartment. Looks like he's a hockey player. And a picture of her with Rudy Giuliani, which shocked me.
2: (laughs) Oof. And at the time of this recording, Rudy Giuliani has recently been unmasked on The Masked Singer, which caused oh Ken Jeong gosh. and Robin Thicke to walk out. And oh when Robin God. Thicke walks out, yeah. you know, there's like, that's, that's the, real. The moral
1: compass is pretty off. Yeah. Jeez, I had no idea he was on The Masked Singer. That's Sorry for spoiling insanity. The Masked Singer for you. But yeah,
0: he, he was wow. unmasked and they were like, no, fuck you. I don't know how this show works enough. <laughs>
2: so it's a bunch of celebrities that, um, they're in these like crazy costumes that like hide who they are from head, literally Mm -hmm. head to toe. They're really like crazy costumes too. Like some of them are so cool. And we've had like, you know, everyone from like Margaret show to the late great Bob Saget was on a Mm -hmm. couple seasons ago. Bob Saget was singing on mass singer. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. was so good. He, he, of course I recognized him right away. I was like, that's Bob Saget. Mm -hmm. Um, I could just tell, but I, and it is like truly one of my favorite, like comfort shows is just like watching these people. Yeah. There's an iconic moment where um, Mickey Rourke unmasked himself, which has never been done in the history Whoa. of Masked Singer. He like, he was just like, I'm getting out of this thing.
1: Wow. And everyone was
2: like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh.
1: Um,
2: yeah. But so they, it's like a voting system where the audience that's in the the live studio, like votes at the end of the episode who stays and who they want to see go forward. And whoever has the least most uh, votes gets unmasked. And there's also a game within it too where the get the judges who's like jenny mccarthy ken jong nicole scherzinger and um robin thick have to guess who it is and they have all these like little packages where like they give really cryptic like clues and there's like a bunch of images so like for bob sagets there was like a teddy bear in the background of all of his packages and he played ted as an adult or as like a you know a dad in How I Met Your Mother, mm. so that was like their little clue that that it was Bob Saget. Yeah, but anyway, uh, <laughs> we got way off that track here. Insane! Yeah, it's so good, but yeah, Rudy Giuliani was unmasked last week, and and Ken and, and
1: Robin Thick walked out. Oh my gosh Wow, that is insane. Yeah, yeah, Whew. but yeah, Rudy Giuliani is in this movie for <laughs> 0.5 seconds as a photo, which is and insanity. now he's in
0: this podcast for. 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) and uh there's also a picture of madonna the same one that she had in her bedroom when she was 13 but now it's signed by madonna herself Mm -hmm. and it's like jenna girl margarita is on me anytime love madonna and she's like Ah. i'm friends with madonna so pretty crazy then Arlene, the assistant, knocks on the door to give Jenna her messages. And apparently in the past, Jenna has told Arlene like not to bother her with any family calls. And she's like, why wouldn't you tell me my mother called? And she's like, please don't fire me. She's like, no, 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 it's fine. Just I forgot that I said that. Please let me know anytime my parents call. And Arlene also has the info on Matt that she asked for. So Jenna drags her into the office and Arlene, you know, called his home phone number, talked to his parents, got his new address. He lives on 212 Bank Street. um, And she's like, it's in the Greenwich Village. Technically, it's more so the West Village, but (laughs) it's like right on the water. It seems like a very lovely place to live. And Jenna races out to go hail a cab. So she
0: makes it to Matt's apartment, you know, buzzes his apartment number. And Matt is like, is this like the Chinese food I ordered? But it's a really shoddy system. And he's like, just buzz twice if you're from Ming Garden." So she decides to buzz twice and he lets her in and she's like knocking on his door, like Matt, Matt. And he answers just super confused. She's like, You're tall and you're different. And I'm like, he's hot. Yeah. And he's an (laughs) adult. And she's like, you don't know me. That's so weird because yesterday you were there, except it wasn't yesterday because I'm not 13. And then Matt finally realizes it's Jenna Rink. And she's like, yeah, it's me. And hugs him, just goes right in for a hug. (laughs) And he's like, do you want to come into the apartment? What the fuck is going on? He does let her in, and he has all these photos on his wall. She realizes that like he's a photographer, and he's like, it pays the bills.
2: (laughs) He's so moody. Yeah, Um, little yeah, trauma. um. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's like, yesterday was my birthday. Now we're adults, and he's like, are you on drugs? on X, he's like naming a bunch of drugs. Are you in a
1: K-hole? I was like, oh my
2: gosh. And she's like, no, I was sitting in my closet and then I skipped everything and I can't remember my life. And he's just like, Jenna, we're not friends anymore. I can't help you. (gasps) And she's just like, starts to have a panic attack. She's asking for water and she's like, I need a fluffy pillow. And he's like, what? And she's like, I need a fluffy fluffy pillow. (laughs) Um, And then they go go outside and she's drinking her water and she's holding onto just like a, plain pillow mm-hmm. <laughs> truly not yeah. like a fluffy pillow whatsoever but just probably the one pillow he
1: has on yes. his like bed
2: <laughs> um matt takes her back to her apartment and she's like did we ever even see each other maybe at christmas and he's like i saw you through a frosted window once which is like yeah. so dramatic um yeah. and then he's like your crowd <laughs> usually does saint bart's for christmas they make it to her apartment and matt's leaving and she's like matt who is St. Barb? <laughs> She's just so cute and like big yeah. eyes and like all. Yeah. yeah. She really captured oh, yeah. the like 13 year old stuck in a 30 year old's body. Oh, totally. So yeah. well.
1: She did like hang out with some like 12, 13 year olds to like kind of get a sense for their vibe. And I mm-hmm. think that shines through. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, So obviously Matt's like, this girl is clueless. I simply cannot just leave her on her own. So he goes upstairs to her apartment with her. And they look through, like, their high school yearbook. And it turns out that Jenna was the leader of the six chicks.
0: Wow. I want to know what chick got, like, deducted.
1: Yeah. Got kicked out. Who got kicked out of the six chicks. Unless she just became, like, the, the supreme. Chick. No, there were six There were six
2: girls in that picture oh, in the yearbook. Whoa. We got to go back and find yeah. who, was, who
1: was booted. Who got, who yeah. got axed. Yeah. Wow.
2: Or maybe somebody graduated.
1: I don't know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we also learned that, you know, Tom Tom is Lucy now. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, she looks so different. And Matt's like, yeah, I think she's pretty big into, like, the plastic surgery game. But I actually think that, like, the actors that they cast to play young Judy Greer looks so much like her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also huge on TikTok. She's also
2: – she yes. does all those um Sex the the in the City, like –
1: They're so recreate. good. Oh, she's really? so good. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Jenna was prom queen. She went with Chris Grandy. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I got everything that I ever wanted. And he's like, yeah, you really got it all. As he's looking around (laughs) at her gigantic apartment. Crazy. Which, like, this – the building, at least the exterior, it's, like, on Fifth Avenue. It's, like, kind of a little bit north of Washington Square. So it's, like, a very money address. So she's Mm -hmm. doing very well financially. But uh, she then gets a phone call. It turns out that a fabulous limo will be taking her to the poise party tonight. And I'm like, maybe this magazine wouldn't be in such trouble if they stopped spending so much money on company cars for everybody. Yeah. Maybe let's do some reinvesting. But that's just me. So she's super excited about this limo. She tries to invite Matt to the party. And he's like, no, I got to work. But she tells him the address just in case he wants to come. And as he's leaving, she's like, Matt, like, what if this isn't a dream and my wish actually came true? And he's like, well, in that case, then you got everything that you wanted and you should just enjoy it. So he starts walking down the hall and she does, like, make him do the arrivederci au revoir thing that they did as kids. Very cute. And you can kind
0: of see when he goes to the elevator, like, he looks back at the Mm. apartment and he's like, the feelings are rushing back already. Yes, yes. And then we have an amazing montage. Two girls just yes. want to have fun. Jenna is, you know, putting on a makeup. She has curlers in her hair. She's taking on that blue eyeshadow in super bright blush. <laughs> she has a wall of shoes in her walk-in closet. Yeah. That Insane. would make Carrie
1: Bradshaw absolutely gag. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
0: It's wild. It's wild. Her whole wardrobe, that whole apartment. Yeah. Um, But then she does choose the iconic neon dress with the purple, green, blue, the whole nine, and heads into the elevator where this young girl um, who is like her, one of her neighbors – is also in the elevator and she's like, Hey, like what's up? And starts speaking conversation. But this girl's like, why are you talking to me? And Jenna's like, you know, we're neighbors. Like we should talk to each other. And she's like, you always ignore me. So we're starting to get the vibe of the type of person that adult Jenna is. Yeah. Unfortunately might not be congruent to what she had hoped. And Jenna ends up actually complimenting her shoes. And she's like, Thanks. I like your dress. And she's like, it's because I've got these incredible boobs to fill them out. Doesn't <laughs> this also part where she's like, how old are you? And she's like, 13. And Jenna's like, me too.
1: Used to be. Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's so good.
0: And then in the lobby, Becky is like, I like your bag. And Jenna's like, oh my God, come by sometime if you ever want to borrow one. Like, I have a zillion of them. And I'd be like, <laughs> Like, if I were 13, I'd be like, I'm going to come by tomorrow. Like, yeah, give me a bag. What the fuck? And before she heads off to this fabulous party, she's like, Becky, can I ask you a question? Does it look like I'm wearing underwear? Because I totally am. And Becky's (laughs) like, I think that's kind of the point. (laughs) So cute.
2: Uh, So Jenna's in her limo through Times Square to the party. She's... Ending out of the little, um, the roof, the thing. Roof, Yeah, yeah, she's living her best life and she walks through the crowd at the party and meets up with Lucy. Jenna orders a pina colada, not virgin, from the waitress. Yeah. <laughs> Richard comes up and compliments their outfits, and Jenna's like, Everybody, Wang Chung tonight, and they're like, what? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then cut to the party is dying out. People are leaving. Nobody's dancing. It's a disaster. And the editor-in-chief of Sparkle Magazine, Trish Sackett, comes up to gloat about how their j issue is selling more. And Trish and Lucy have some back and forth bitchy jabs at each other. But all Jenna has to say is, you're rude and you're mean and sloppy and frizzy. And I don't like you at all. And Trish is like, I don't care about le- li- being liked. I care about winning. And then she also has that line. where She's like, "Maybe you should change your name to Poison or Pitiful.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's more so pathetic." Good. And I'm like, "Did you want to cast Bernadette Peters in this role, but you like couldn't get her? Like, I oh my feels god, that way. Yeah,
0: Vibe. it feels that way, especially because yeah. she like very much similar. Seems kind of young to be an editor in chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: and and uh, she she leaves the party, Trish is like bye. Richard comes up to the girls and asks if he smells because people seem to be running away like somebody set off a stink bomb.
1: Yeah, and Jenna does take this question very seriously. She's like, no, you don't smell. And Lucy has to be like- And she starts smelling him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lucy's like, no, the party is a stinker, a dud, a loser, a flop. And Jenna's like, well, maybe if you played something other than this like nts, nts, nts music that they have going on, something with a melody. And Richard's like, play whatever you want, but if people don't start dancing soon- here's to early retirement. And I'm like, well, it is like probably a Tuesday that you're having a party. (laughs) Like, you know, you got to manage expectations. But Jenna takes matters into her own hands. She goes up to the DJ, requests a song. He starts playing Thriller. Wild. And everyone just like turns to stare at her. And Jenna – by herself, walks towards the middle of the dance floor. She starts doing the thriller dance on her own. She even gets a spotlight on her. It's pretty tragic. But who does she spot in the crowd? <gasps> Matt half has shown up to the party. So she's like, she's like, Maddie, come dance with me. And he's like, No, 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 absolutely not. They shine the spotlight on him. He's like, Absolutely not. But Jenna like shimmies her way over to him. Pulls him onto the dance floor. She's like, You're the one who taught me these moves. Like, I know you know them. So they start dancing together. He's like hesitant at first, but he really starts to get into it. And then people in the crowd start getting into it too. And like slowly but surely, people start joining. Everyone's dancing together. Like, it's a huge party. Personally, I don't see like New York City fashion people being interested in this, but. Yeah, it's still fun to watch. I enjoy it. And I think that the director, like, was very against the scene. He did not want it included. But the studio was like, we need it for the trailer. So, like, make it work emotionally. (laughs) So (laughs) this is what he did. And, uh, yeah, everybody gets super into it. Even, like, Lucy and Richard join in. But as more people come out to dance, like, Maddie kind of looks at Jenna and he's like I can't I can't be getting into this I can't be doing this so he ends up leaving and Richard like moonwalks over to Jenna and he's like I adore you you <laughs> saved the day <laughs> I'm Natalie and I'm Cass and we're the hosts of shared history a comedic history podcast exploring the stories of the often overlooked or underrepresented the people and events your history books may have glossed over whitewashed manwashed or left out completely from the Mayan creation myth to the deaf president now movement of the 1980s From ancient scientist Avicenna to first female principal chief of the Cherokee Nation, Wilma Mankiller. If you saw it in a footnote once or have never heard of it, we are here to share it with you. Join us in a rotating guest list featuring scholars, writers, teachers, entertainers, entrepreneurs, subject matter experts, and more. Tune in to Shared History on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you know the drill. And follow us at SharedPod on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, share you later.
0: So another montage Jenna goes on a shopping spree Chanel Prada probably you know rag and bone I don't know whatever (laughs) like she's going about Soho um, and she goes for a walk in the park she has an ice cream she reads um, mag. Oh, this is really nice. Magazine publishing for dummies. So she's actually like, I'm trying to be good at my job right yeah. now. Yeah. And watches like a romance movie while she has a face mask on. She's eating pizza. Honestly, very relaxing day. Yeah. Then um Jenna goes to meet Lucy at this bar for drinks. And Jenna's like, you know, I decided that 30 is going to be totally awesome. And they agree um that they're tied for first as hottest magazine editors in the world then lucy's like oh there's like a hot guy behind you he's checking you out and jenna's like oh my god me like really should i go talk to him and lucy's like you're not married lucy knows that she has a boyfriend i'm like enabler "Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so jenna gets up walks Right past the adult male over to a 13-year-old boy sitting at a table. And she's like, can I borrow your ketchup? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And she's like, that's not why I came over here. I just think you're really cute. And he's like, this boy has so much confidence. He's like, maybe I could take you out sometime. (laughs) I'm oh like, God. holy crap. And, yeah. of course, Lucy comes over and she's like, we need to go. We need to get out. <laughs> this is a child. And, yeah, she's like, no more daiquiris for you. Yeah. So,
2: fun, fun fact. the mm-hmm. That boy, that, like, 13-year-old boy uh, character, yeah. who else was in the running but Kevin Clark, the late, great <gasps> Kevin Clark, oh my who was Freddie Jones in School of Rock. Because I remember wow. when we were when we were filming... A lot of us were like auditioning for other projects, Mm -hmm. and that was one of them. I mean, we all went in for uh, *Cheaper by the Dozen*. We all went in for the *Bad News Bears* remake, and then this one. uh, A couple of the girls went in for like the six chicks, and then yeah, Kevin went in for this this role, the thirteen year old kid at the table. Oh my god! I remember like I remember hearing him like running lines where he was just like, "You want to go out sometime?" (laughs)
1: So funny. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. he totally could have pulled it off. I know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He would wow. have been. He would have been better. Yeah. No offense yeah, to that kid No offense but... to that kid. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sure, he's off doing great things too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah.
2: Um. So after that moment, uh, <laughs> Lucy's like, "No, I met that guy."
1: <laughs> she points it like truly like an ugly guy. At the yeah. <laughs> he looks like slimy. Not. A yeah. Fan. Not for me.
2: Yeah. Not cute. Um Jenna and uh Lucy are outside. Lucy's pulling out a cigarette which I thought was like oh I was like hot. Oh my <laughs> I first saw it, I was like okay and she smokes like okay, a dreamy. Yeah. Um Jenna spots the naked man from the apartment. Uh turns out he's her boyfriend and he's one oh of the New York gosh. Rangers, Alex. Uh, and then they run into Matt half on the street. Lucy's like, oh hey, beaver. Oh, sorry, old habits. <laughs> and mm. asks how he stays warm in the winter without his baby fat. And he's just like, Yeah, you look great. Did you get blood. a nose job? And she's like, ha ha. ha. And then she rolls her eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this mystery woman comes out of a store. It's Matt's fiancé, <gasps> Wendy. Oh, wow. And yeah, the truth bomb and mm. <laughs> says that Matt has has told. Uh, her all about his little blast from the past, kind of passive aggressive. Turns out Wendy's an anchor woman in Chicago and Matt's going to be joining her there, allegedly. Alex, the naked guy, runs over and joins them and everyone meets, uh, courtesy of Matt, Swooping and <laughs> providing Jenna with his name. It's like, oh, yeah, you're Alex, blah, 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 um, from the New York Rangers, little exposition. Uh, and Alex offers to sign his shirt or his forehead, but he says, I don't do butts. And that's like, okay, <laughs> okay well, <yay. laughs> All right, okay, we're gonna go. Lucy's like, good night and starts heading back into the bar. Um, she, she's like, uh, it, it is inferred that she's gonna go talk to the the hot yeah. guy that was hitting on Jenna or trying to hit on Jenna um and jenna's like should i should i go to alex's place with him alone and this is like yeah go play you deserve it like games yeah all kinds of games
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That> <laughs>
1: was she might as well really be good. like twisting a mustache or something yeah as she says yeah <laughs> <laughs> like hmm. <laughs> so they go to alex's place he like puts down these glasses of wine immediately like starts taking her jacket off and she's like want to play battleship and he's like, sure, I'll show you my destroyer. And they like sit down on the couch. This man is something else. Ugh. So gross. So he like <laughs> starts like nibbling on her ear and stuff. And she's like giggling and squirming away because she's thirteen. And um crazy. He's like he's like, Oh, I forgot. I owe you a raunchy strip tease, gets up. Puts on freaking ice, ice, baby. Get it? Because he's a hockey player? Yeah. I'm like, my God. He starts like gyrating around, stripping off his clothes.
0: The antithesis of a sexy
1: striptease is what this man is doing. Absolutely. Jenna's horrified. She is averting her eyes. She's like, oh my God. And he's like dancing around. And she's like, Put that thing away. Like, we could play Monopoly. We could play Parcheesi. And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Doing you know, these, like, in hockey his own dance world. Moves? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ.
0: After that escapade, the next day, uh Jenna is talking to her new BFF, Becky, from the elevator. And she's like, Alex didn't have any games. And <laughs> Becky's like, "Oh, boys are so stupid. You know, the boys you like never like you. And Jenna's like, love is a
1: battlefield. (laughs) Becky's like, that's so deep. And she's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, has chopsticks in her little pigtail buns, hops into her iconic town car. Yeah, that was also – I only noticed this time around as well that that is also featured in the Poise magazine that she was looking at in the 80s. Is like that exact hairstyle. That's
0: wild. They really put some like hints in there. Mm -hmm. Totally. So back to Poise magazine in the boardroom there are people like tossing around these different article titles, which honestly suck. Yeah. Um, he loves you but He loves your butt. He loves yeah, your butt. But. <laughs> so Richard's like, amidst all of these like jokes that are being cracked, he's like, I have horrible news. Okay. The circulation numbers are in. We're tanking. We need to completely redesign this next issue. And people are upset. And um, Lucy's like, You know, when they ask you to redesign, like, it's really bad. Yeah. And they're also, like, Poise is the one who's coming up with the ideas first. Sparkle is, like, stealing them. So why do we have to change our ideas? And he's like, I have no solutions for you. (laughs) Like, just redesign it. And Jenna actually has a really good attitude. She tells them that this is a chance for them to have some fun And she said, let Sparkle have all of our secondhand, stale, grody ideas. We'll open up the FOB, overhaul the B.O.B. It's time for us to prove that we still have some poise left.
1: Mm. (laughs) I did look it up. FOB and B.O.B. are like front of book, back of book. So it's for like the shorter and longer articles.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they close the meeting and Arlene gives Jenna her messages. She's like... Emily Pratt called and wanted me to tell you, I can't believe you scooped my story on Vivian Tam, you backstabbing bitch. And then there was another one, I hope you die in one of her casual pants suits. <laughs> um, I hope you choke on your own bile, you pretentious, conniving snake. And Jenna's like, maybe I should read these myself. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And then Jenna's in her office and she sees a note from Alex about giving him, giving her his cock or something gross. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who leaves those messages? I know. (laughs) Arlene tells her that Alex is on line one and wants to know when would be a good time for dinner. And she's like, "Uh, how about in 10 zillion years? (laughs) Arlene's like, okay. Uh, And also Tracy from the art department's husband is here to see her. Jenna's like, Okay, yeah, send him in. Wow. Completely oblivious. Um, yeah. This actor who plays the husband is, uh, his name's Jan Barford. He's a Steppenwolf uh, theater ensemble mm. member and a dear friend of mine. And he's, he's very good at playing this like creepy dude role. Oh, yeah. Comes into the office and immediately starts kissing her. And sh- she's like, no, 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 no. He's like, what's wrong, Pookie? <laughs> and then. <laughs> Jenna's like, no, you're married to a girl I work with. And then he tries to kiss her again and she knees him in the balls. Jenna leaves her office and overhears Tom Tom going behind her back and deciding to make a new
1: presentation without her. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I also love the detail of what Jenna is doing in her office prior to all this. is just like doodling in her Lisa Frank. Notebooks.
2: Yeah. And in the previous Incredible. scene, she's got the fruit roll up tied around her yeah. finger to make it look like a long nail. Yeah. <laughs> she just takes like a hearty bite out of it. She's like. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: it's so, so good. good. Yeah. So. We go to Jenna's apartment later that night because actually, like, Lucy says a lot of, like, really mean things about her. She's like, I am so sick of having her around with, like, this new act that she's doing. Like, we're going to do a presentation on our own, let her fall on her face. So Jenna's feeling horrible, and she ends up going to talk to the only person that she can really trust at this point, which is Matt. So she asks him if they can go for a walk, and he says yes. And, you know, they talk about how – He's getting married soon and, you know, Jenna asks if Wendy is his soulmate, if if she gives him butterflies and all that. And he's like, I mean, I don't know if I believe in all that. I haven't felt that way about a girl since, like, I was in high school, thank God. And I'm like – It's her. You should – you should feel excited about the person you're going to marry. Yeah, I would agree. I know, and like every time Wendy, every time Wendy
2: kind of appears, he's like disappointed to yeah. see her. He's like, oh, Wendy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since it is rom-com February, um, can I ask you some questions about your relationship? Yeah. Um, this is an opportunity for me to be nosy while <laughs> yeah. tying into the theme of the podcast. Um, How long have you been together?
2: I've been with my girlfriend about four months. So not that long. Yeah, it's a new, it's a new romance.
0: That's exciting. Do you still get butterflies after four months?
2: Yeah, I really do. I think it's like, we're very much still in that like lovey-dovey phase. We've definitely like, you know, had moments of like deep, serious talks and and whatever and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. chats, but I do still every morning that I, you know when I stay with her, when she stays with me and we wake up together, I'm just like, oh my God, like, wow. And uh, just to get like a little bit personal, not too detailed, but like, this is the first time I'm dating a girl who's like not straight. Uh, (laughs) I had like a a toxic pattern of like dating girls who were like either, you know, had no experience with other girls and they were kind of using me as this like experiment or, you know, they were, um, or they were gay and like not out of the closet yet. Like they hadn't come out to their parents and it was like all a secret. So this is like the first like relationship I've been in with a woman who was emotionally available. So mm-hmm. it feels, it's really, really nice. And, and it's like refreshing and terrifying. And I definitely have like trauma from old stuff that comes out every once in a while that I'm just like, okay, I, you know, that's just like old stuff. And I have to like, be mindful of that when I'm mm-hmm. with this person who is just like absolutely beautiful. And, and, you know, just shows up in a, a really available way. I love that, yeah. It's
1: it's so hard to, like, accept that when you're so not used to it and, so and like, true. the other precedents that have been set by, like, previous relationships and then to be like, wait, this person is, like, putting in effort and, like, being nice to me and, like, actually cares? That mm-hmm. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, and she's also, like, she's also in the industry, too, and so, you know, we we definitely have that, like, same language of, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. not dating somebody who doesn't know what I do and understand what I do mm-hmm. for a living. Cause I did date somebody recently who, um, wasn't an actor. They were like, they were still, they were a musician, but like <laughs> I went out of town to shoot a movie and they did not handle it. Well, they were just like, Oh my God, unable to handle it. I had to kiss somebody else in the movie and they were like super jealous and weird about it. And oh my and god, it's just like, this is what you sign up it's for when movie. you date an actor. <laughs> it's yeah. like not real, yeah. um But yeah, no, this is. It's been really, really nice with um with Kristen. That's that's her name. Oh. Um, yeah, she's shout out she's to you, great. Kristen. Shout out yeah. to Kristen, my, my my little booth thing. She's like coming to pick me up in like an hour. We're gonna go get lunch in WeHo. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, so good oh, yeah. Wow,
0: well, well That was me. <laughs> that was me being nosy. But I do think it's like. Even, I mean, I've been in a relationship now for two and a half years and I still get that like excitement. Yeah. That, like, you know, like just the little things that are like, Ooh, yeah, I'm still happy to be around you. Yeah. Sure. We're, we're going
2: to Joshua tree for Valentine's day with another oh uh, queer couple. And the four of us are going to hang at this
1: like it's a fucking, like, you know, mansion.
2: <laughs> it's yep. going to be
1: great. they are, like, three hot dogs. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm very excited. Wow. I guess this is, like, our Valentine's episode because it's the closest episode of the month that comes out on Valentine's oh Day. So, yes. listeners, if you had any fun Valentine's plans, please DM us. Let us know. Oh, my God. Yeah, DM us. We'll put it on the pod story. If you want. If it's if it's personal, yeah, we if don't you have want, If you want.
0: Or you could just tell us and we'll be like, whoa,
1: have fun. <laughs> yeah. What was
2: I talking about? Where am I? We're at the part <laughs> where, where uh, Matt's getting married
1: and yes. she's like,
2: does she give you butterflies?
1: Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I literally don't give a shit about this woman. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> he's like, I settled there. <laughs> yeah. There I said it. Um, and, you know, Jenna asks Maddie what happened to them, like their friendship why they stopped being friends. And he doesn't really want to talk about it, but he's like, well, I guess I can kind of like pin it to your 13th birthday. And she's like, well, yeah, I remember like being in the closet, everybody ditched what happened after that. And he's like, well, I played the song that I wrote for you and you threw the Jenna Dreamhouse that I spent three weeks making for you at me. And then you never talked to me ever again. So – Pretty tragic. Yeah. And Jenna tells Maddie that he shouldn't be – like, she apologizes and that he shouldn't be so nice to her because she doesn't deserve it. And she's like, you know, I did something bad with a married guy. I'm not a good person. I don't even talk to my parents anymore. You know, I'm not 13 anymore. And then she just kind of, like, runs away from him. Literally runs. Yeah. We're not kidding. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, okay, bye. Yeah.
0: So Jenna – Needs an escape. And she takes the train, hops on the New Jersey Transit. Yes. Um, She sees some girls on the train. They're just, like, talking and chatting, probably coming back from the city or something. And she goes to her parents' house, you know, goes into her old bedroom. They're still on vacation, so no one's home. And she sees that her bedroom has become an office. Um, There's, like, a treadmill in there. And she goes into the closet that she remembers being in when, like, she made her wish and closes the door, just sits and cries. And then she starts, like, banging her head on the shelf. And fortuitously, her parents arrive home in this moment and they hear her banging. They come downstairs, again, armed with an umbrella, thinking it's an intruder. But That's genetic. (laughs) Yeah. That's a genetic trait. It's like cilantro. (laughs) 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 so her dad gives her a big hug and she's like i missed you so much and her mom's like is everything okay and she ends up sleeping over in her parents bed
2: so cute
0: so cute i
2: know that feeling of like i I just want my Mm -hmm. mom you know um totally
1: yeah, and like Vienna by Billy Joel oh, is playing the whole such time. Such a good song. That oh. was what I started crying.
2: Most yeah. recent watch, I, I was just like bawling because Vienna is mm-hmm. like one of those songs that just does it to me. Oh yeah, oh, and so it like it
1: really encapsulates like this whole movie. Yeah, the music supervisor, excellent choice for this uh, moment. Yeah,
2: like I love a music supervisor. Like that's I think the job that I would have if I wasn't mm-hmm. like in in front of the camera. I would yeah. love to be a music su- mm-hmm. supervisor because it's totally. such a it's such a fun job. Yeah. Um. So then next morning jenna's eating breakfast i think her mom has made her like mickey mouse pancakes or yeah. something and they have face yeah. they have a little face yeah. on it with whipped cream and berries <laughs> And she's like, mom, do you ever wish you could go back to another time, have a do-over? Mom's like, no, I I know I've made a lot of mistakes, but I don't regret any of them because if I didn't make those mistakes, I wouldn't have learned how to make them right. She's like, oh, so good. Oh. That mom definitely read some Ram Dass yeah. or some Marianne yeah. Williamson or some shit. And then Jenna's like, I'm so sorry I missed last Christmas. And we have this sweet, tender mom and daughter
1: moment. Yeah, this is really the turning point. Yeah. And
0: watching this, I mean, I'm 25 now. I don't remember how young I was when I first saw this movie, but all the parent moments hit so much harder. Yes.
1: Yeah. Because totally. like
0: you're away, you, like you live away from your parents now. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah.
2: yeah. Especially with the pandemic. Like I don't get to mm-hmm. see my parents as often. They're in Chicago and I'm in LA. And it's like, even like over Thanksgiving, like I saw my dad and, you know, <laughs> he's my dad and he's definitely crazy, but it was just nice to to be around him and his his weird Fucked up, like former junkie wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's hard being far away. Like for me, I haven't seen my parents since before the pandemic because they oh live my in God. Macau and the borders have been closed since January of 2020. Right. Um. So it's like very weird because the last time I saw my parents, I was 23, like very much early 20s, and like I'm gonna be 26 in like a couple of months, and I feel like my life is so completely different. To like the last time I saw my parents. And it's very scary to like really feel the shift into adulthood and not be able to like see your parents is really hard. So, yeah. These scenes got me big time when I was watching. Yeah.
2: I'm, and I'm also sure, like, I'm certain if I like came home to Chicago like in some kind of emotional crisis and, mm-hmm. you know, crawled into bed with my mom, like she would be so welcoming to that mm-hmm. and, and love that so much. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, this, yeah, I love a good mom and daughter scene. Absolutely. Absolutely. I try to I try to write like tender mom and daughter stories that are like, my mom was crazy and tried to kill me, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um yeah. I think we need more of
1: that. Yeah. We need the next Gilmore girls. Like we need something. Oh yeah. Period. Something revised. Yes. Yeah. There need to be some revisions, but
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um also one more Valentine's Day interjection. But if you're listening to this and you're a parent or like a caregiver, I really highly feel that caregivers, splash parents, like people in those roles, should absolutely celebrate um valentine's day for their kid because like my parents always did that with me so i feel like you know that love like that little like specialness Mm. even if i didn't have like a partner
1: oh that's so cute i love that
0: just my two cents
1: we celebrate that yes so jenna she feels revived she goes back to the city she's ready to kind of like turn a new page and she does that literally by Flipping through her yearbook. I didn't even plan that. That was off <laughs> the fly. And uh, off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, she notices that all of the pictures in the yearbook were taken by Matt. So she starts like, laying down sticky notes we see her working late in the office on her proposal and one night when she's leaving work she runs into lucy in the elevator and lucy's like oh my god hey like i haven't seen you a minute like i've been meaning to call you like i tried to call you a couple times she's like weird i didn't get any messages oh i was busy so super fake super super fake yeah and lucy's just like actually i want to talk to you about like the redesign thing I hope you don't mind, but I've been working on something on my own. It's like super last minute. And Jenna's like, oh, of course not. I've been doing the same thing. And strolls out the elevator. Face crack. Face crack of the century. Uh, So good.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jenna meets Maddie at the park and She's like, did you bring the stuff? He's like, Yeah, I have my cameras. And she's like, Poise is hiring you for the week and hands him a check for what I can only assume is a ton of money. Yeah. Because he's like, oh my God, like you don't have to do me any favors. And she's like, No, like you're doing me a favor. I love your work. And he's like, Well, my stuff isn't exactly Poise's style. And she's like, Exactly.
2: And so we get another montage. This movie has so many montages and we love that. This is my Um, favorite. And Matt takes the job and we see all the shoots he does. This is where we get that Liz fair. Why can't I comes in? We see them doing a bunch of these high school uh, moments, like a winter wonderland dance. And he uh, comes up to a young couple who are, failing tragically at dancing and he's mm. like no 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 like this and then he grabs Jenna and they start <sighs> dancing and it's very tender and sweet and oh god it's such a good yeah. oh it's so good and then maddie brings jenna a flower as they take their class of 2004 photo as the balloons drop which is their kind of like big finale of the shoot
1: yeah and you can also just see like matt's confidence grow so much yeah. throughout this whole montage yeah. he's, he's in his like, element he's yeah. doing what he
2: loves
1: with the Ugh. person
2: he may or may not love oh my <laughs>
1: oh my goodness and he gets his moment with her like at the dance Mm -hmm. like of course it's a photo shoot but like yeah and yeah jenna gets Uh. to like have all the moments that she missed through all these photo shoots which is really cute yeah and there's a cute bulldog too yes i love the bulldog so after this wonderful photo shoot montage jenna and maddie are looking through all the mock-ups they're like wow these turned out amazing and he's about to leave and she's like you know what i wish i had right now razzles and he's like oh my god razzles i haven't had razzles in like 15 years so what do they do
0: stop at a random bodega and get razzles and then i'm assuming they walk along like the east river and eat the razzles and he's like i had a really great time working with you this week and she's like me too and asks him what color her tongue is and it's (laughs) stained razzle red and he's like it's red and she's like okay but red red or tongue red and he's like razzle red and then she asks to see his tongue which he's very reluctant to do (laughs) but he eventually shows her and she's like razzle red
1: so cute
0: yeah it's really a sweet moment she tells him that he's the sweetest guy she's ever known and he's like i bet i can still beat you off the jump and they like go on the swing set and they swing like higher and higher and they jump off and, um, they end up having a very tender kiss, um, yes. in the dirt.
2: Hot. <laughs> she almost recreates the kiss that she was watching in the movie, uh, in oh, the black yeah. and white movie. She like, they oh, was, like, wow. yeah. Oh, uh, so it's so cute. They like land mm. on top of each other. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Mark Ruffalo. Good job. Um, I know. <laughs> I saw – there was an interview that I saw with Mark Ruffalo. And I mean, a lot of people have like pointed out the similarities between him and Noah Centineo because they look kind of similar and like they They kinda, do, don't uh, they? they? have very similar voices. Would love that. Yeah. They should play like father-son or something. Yeah. But there's an interview I found with Mark Ruffalo where he's talking about 13 going on thirty. And it sounds like he's trying to hit the word count on an essay or something. And it sounds like the way that Noah Centineo talks where it's like you're saying words, but you're not saying anything. And he was like, you know, it's it's a romantic comedy, you know. It's got the romance. It's got the comedy. And, you know, the romance is like really heartfelt and it comes together in a way. But then you also have uh, you have these like really funny moments. So, yeah, you got the romance and you got the comedy. And it's like, dude, what? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty insane. He's oh. so hot. I love him. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you can say whatever you want, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Keep talking. Um,
2: uh, so Jenner has all of the all of the young girls in the building over for a sleepover. And she's telling the story about her super hot kiss with Maddie. And they ask when she's gonna see him again. And she's like, Oh, I don't know, it's complicated. And They're all like, wow, like, I wish something like that would happen to me. And one girl's like, yeah, guys don't really want to jump your bones when you have a metal mouth. And she's got all these like gnarly braces. Mm -hmm. And Jenna's like, what is that attitude? We are young, you know, heartache to heartache. (laughs) We stand. And then we get this, I guess it's another montage where they're Mm -hmm. all singing love is a battlefield and jumping around on Jenna's bed and wearing her clothes. And they all have bras over their shirts. Very cute.
1: Yeah, (laughs) this is another scene that the director did not want to do, and was like, "This is dumb." And they were like, "We need it. You need it. It's necessary." And I think, like in the commentary on like the DVD, he ended up saying it was like one of his favorite scenes. Afterwards, I'm like, "Yeah, you have Mm -hmm. to have." I'm sure it was fun to shoot. Totally. Yeah. So we're back at the office. Jenna is putting the finishing touches on her presentation. Meanwhile, Maddie is like. Doodling like a little schoolgirl in his calendar, <laughs> like dinner with Jenna, eight p.m. Uh, and somebody comes over and covers his eyes, and he's like, "Oh my god, I wasn't supposed to see you until." Turns around, it's Wendy, his fiance, and he's yeah. like, "Yikes!" Big time disappointed to see her instead, Aww, Wendy. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I do – like, I don't really like Wendy, but I do feel bad for her because, like, I would be devastated if I had been in a relationship with someone for presumably years, was engaged, and then, like, two weeks before our wedding, he's like, bye, I'm in love with my 13-year-old crush. Like, I would be devastated. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. But um, she's like, you know, I just wanted to surprise you. Like, I flew in a day early. Let me take you out to lunch. So they're eating together and – She's basically like, well, you know, you can take pictures of vitamin bottles anywhere. And, like, I don't want us to be a commuter couple the first year of our marriage. But Maddie is, like, completely checked out, not even listening, misses the whole conversation.
0: It's kind of a dick move. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going super well for them. So back at Poise, Richard is freaking out about corporate having his balls in an iron vice. And – he confronts Jenna and is like, what's going on? Like, what? what's your presentation? Like, what's the move here? I need information. And she's like, please just hang on until 5 p.m. And then Jenna's like, I have to go get the pictures or some shit like that. And she's like, Arlene, aren't you coming? <laughs> so now they're BFFs Love after it. Arlene has been like, you know, thrown through the ringer by her so many times. Yeah.
2: So good. Uh, so in the boardroom, Lucy's doing her (laughs) her presentation and (laughs) I have, I have it pulled up here. Uh, it cuts to Judy Greer in front of some very, uh, (laughs) neon and like shock value, uh, high fashion, like grunge stuff. And we hear her go, the new improved poise will explore the last frontier. It will go heroin chic one better. It will OD. It will kill. Cause of death, chicness. The new poise will go farther than any fashion magazine ever before. It will be deadly serious. Fashion suicide. (laughs) so what do you think cut to everyone in the board loom boardroom looking horrified richard's yeah. like we're fucked yeah. and jenna and arlene finally get back Ooh. to poise with the proofs and lucy goes on a rampage through the halls again hottest thing i've ever seen is judy greer like throwing boxes and ripping things <laughs> off the yeah so good oh yeah she she's mad
1: yeah absolutely totally. yeah Then we do big tone shift Jenna's presentation and it's like all the lights are on it's very bright and cheery and she has this whole speech I'm not going to say the whole thing because it's very long but basically she talks about how like her idea is very different from anything that they've ever done and you know when you look at what they have on the magazine, it's all of these like women that nobody knows. She's like, I don't recognize any of these people. I want to see my best friend's big sister and like the girls from the soccer team and my next door neighbor. And she really wants to put an emphasis on like real women. Like what are, what are their personalities? What are their goals? Like really putting life and fun and silliness back into the magazine, which is mm-hmm. very smart and makes sense. Cause like everyone's always looking for human connection. So if you can like Provide that, people are going to gravitate towards it. And she says, I think all of us want to feel something that we've forgotten or turned our backs on because maybe we didn't realize how much we were leaving behind. And we need to remember what used to be good. And if we don't, we won't recognize it even if it hits us between the eyes. And Richard's just like, bravo. Everyone claps. They love it. Arlene now is crying. like crying. again. Yeah. 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 yeah, everyone's super excited, and they all agree that they're going to present it to corporate tomorrow. And Richard is like, "Who is this mystery photographer?" And she's like, "Oh, Matt." And he asks if he's gay, and she's like, "Are you gay?" And he just starts <laughs> laughing because is he author of Martha? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to have like a gay joke in there somewhere. So yeah,
0: yeah. that being said, we cut back to Lucy. Um, who is rummaging around Jenna's office and looking at all of Matt's photos, and she starts snooping through Jenna's desk. Turns out Jenna was the mole (gasps) who was giving Sparkle tips. Yeah, pretty big. Yeah. Pretty big. And Lucy calls Sparkle and asks to speak to Trish. Whoa. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Meanwhile, Matt has arrived to see Jenna in her office, but who should he find? Lucy, and she asks if he's here about his photos because she hates to break it to him, but she decided to go with a more established photographer, specifically the guy who shoots all of the pictures for like her boyfriend. Um, and she says not to take it personally because the pictures are actually really cute. And he's like, "All right, thank you so much." Goodbye. Then she asks if he wants to sign a general release in case they want to use any of the photos for like a catalog or something. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. So Matt leaves poised with his check and without his dignity, maybe.
2: Yeah. yeah, so sad. Jenna, he's like, oh, Jenna's back to her old stuff, being... A narcissist. Yeah. Um, so Jenna's getting all dressed up for her date with Matt and goes to his apartment to get him. But of course, she gets caught in the rain on the oh, way. Classy. And yes, and then she knocks on the door and finds Wendy. Uh, and she's like, Oh, I have some great news for him about his pictures. Everyone loved them. And Wendy's like, Yeah, I'll tell him. He's just getting his talks right now. So last minute, of course. We're getting married tomorrow. Can you believe it's going to be the cutest little backyard wedding you've ever
1: seen? <laughs> Uh, And another face crack. Like, the wedding is tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Crazy.
1: So Jenna is devastated, but she goes back into work the next day. She's, like, practicing her pitch for corporate when Richard comes in and tells her that their meeting has been cancelled. Lucy stole all of their designs, took them to Sparkle, and she's now their editor-in-chief. And, like, Matt's pictures are already on Sparkle online, and, like, on bus ads and stuff because she got him to sign the general release. Mm. So Jenna like storms into Lucy's office to confront her. Lucy's like, oh yeah, I found out about your little deal with Sparkle. It's really smart. Like you help them hit a million copies and you get to be the new editor in chief. I just wish I had thought of it first. But now Lucy is taking that job and Jenna has to stay with the magazine that she like single-handedly tanked herself yeah so jenna's like well what did you say to matt and lucy's like you know i think i told him that you decided to go in a different direction and maybe i told him something else but i just can't remember and like the the interesting thing about lucy's character is like obviously she's like you know she's the villain she's not a good person but i think a lot of it probably stems like specifically like the competition between her and jenna is because like Tom-Tom used to be on top. She was, like, the queen bee. Yeah. Jenna usurped her and seems, like, took everything. Like, she got Chris Grandy. She got, like – she was prom queen. She was the leader of the six chicks. Like, probably that rivalry, like, continued all throughout their, like, adolescence into their adult life. So it makes sense that Lucy would have a lot of resentment towards her. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. So what does Jenna
0: do? Leaves the office – bus passes by Matt's pictures are all over it for sparkle and she hails a cab and asks to go to New Jersey baby Mm -hmm. who is the cab driver though it's freaking Chris Grandy (laughs) and he is not looking too hot in his older age no um and she's like Oh, you know, are you single? Because I definitely want those digits if you are. And Jussie's girl comes on the radio and he's like, This is the song we first made out to.
2: I think his actual line is that we first tangled tongues Ugh. to, which is even yeah. Gross. Yeah.
0: grosser. Really? Yeah. The guy's gross. Yeah. And they're almost too, um, um, Oh my gosh, I completely blank on his name. They're almost to Maddie's house, mm-hmm. but they get stopped by the train that's going through the town and girl just gets out, throws him some cash and runs the rest of the way. Pretty freaking bold.
2: Keep the change, Grandy. <laughs> yeah. uh, she grabs a floral arrangement to hide her face uh, so she can go past her parents. So that means stop that she goes upstairs to where Matt's getting ready for the wedding. And Jenna's like, whatever Lucy said, that wasn't, that wasn't me, but... Matt was like, "Uh, I stopped trusting her years ago. Um, And Jenna's like, I'm not the awful person I was. And I believe that if you really knew that, that you wouldn't be getting ready to marry another girl unless that someone was me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so dramatic. We love it. This is another part at which I cried. Mm -hmm. Matt says that he's felt these things the past few weeks, but he didn't know he could feel them anymore. And he realized he just can't turn back time. And she's like, why not? And he's like, we both moved on and went down different paths. And I chose Wendy, and we really care about each other. You don't always get the dream house, but you get awfully
1: close. Close, and she starts to to weep. Oh my gosh! And like Jennifer Garner is so just like cracked open. In yeah, this moment. she's it's so like- good.
2: She's Ugh. so pretty. She's a pretty crier, too.
1: Yeah. And we get, oh, she's
0: yeah. such a pretty crier. It's so funny because,
2: like, Ariana Grande recreated this moment for mm. the Thank You Next music video. Yeah. And, like, there's so many iconic scenes in this movie. Mm. But I think it speaks, mm-hmm. like, a level of, like, reverence to this moment that she chose this to be in the video where she, totally. like, walks out of the house and she's, like, crying and she has the hair and everything, mm. like, the, the perfect, like, flipped hair. Yes. And the dream mm-hmm. house in her hands. And she's, oh,
1: so good. So yeah. Good. Oh, my gosh. And, like, you can really feel both like jenna's 13 year old self and her 30 year old self because she has really grown into like this role that she's been thrust into by magic wishing yeah. dust and you can feel like the two of them alongside each other in this moment i mean this movie is a lot about like your inner child and like honoring your inner child and just like oh it hit me a big time watching it but you know maddie tells her not to cry and she's like i'll be fine and then he goes into his closet and pulls out the Jenna dream house. He saved it all these years. Oh, and she's Lord. like, Maddie, can I have it? And he's like, you're not going to whip it at me? She's like, no. And he's like, you know, obviously she's tears streaming. And she's like, you better go. Like, I don't want you to be late. I'm just crying because I'm happy. You know, <laughs> I just want you to be so, so happy. And she tells him that she loves him and he's her best friend. And he can't even look at her when he says this, but he's like, Jenna, I've always loved you. Oh, I have chills she, uh, right now. Uh, and Jenna leaves in tears and we're all crying. Yeah. It's almost that
2: moment where she's like, I'm not crying. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> that like, oh, talk of the little kid and the mom's like, are you crying? And the kid's like, no, I'm not crying. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love you,
1: mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Outside
0: Jenna sits on the steps of her house with the dream house and she hears the ceremony starting she looks in at all the rooms in the dream house and closes her eyes and she makes her wish the wind blows the wishing dust starts to blow on her.
2: Oh, and then Magic. cut to, she wakes back up in her closet on her 13th birthday. Oh my Maddie gosh. opens the closet door. We get a replay kind of of that moment where, where Tom Tom's like, Oh yeah, Jenna's waiting for you in the closet. And then she runs upstairs uh, with the, with the snacks and then Maddie opens the closet door. Jenna just jumps on him, knocking him on the ground and kissing him. Same exact positioning yeah. as in the prior scene. He's just like, wow, you really know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she pulls him to the stairs. She's like, come on, let's go. We're going to be late. And she runs into Tom Tom and she's like, oh, I forgot the project proposal. And uh, Jenna rips it up and then tells her, "You can be the pot and kettle all by yourself, biatch. She dumps her drink <laughs> on her and they run up the stairs. And Tom Tom's like, "What did you call me?" Because biatch wasn't a thing yet. That didn't no. that didn't happen until Snoop Dogg.
1: Yeah. Um, and they run up the stairs and then and then we as we assume it's a flash forward in time, but we. See? But we can't be sure. Yeah. It could just be they zip right back to 2004, but they emerge from the house. It is Jenna and Maddie's wedding day and like crazy for you by Madonna's playing in the background. So good. You know, it's all there. You know, everyone's throwing rice. They're all celebrating. Matt takes a selfie of them with his little camera. So clearly he's still a photographer. And then we see... Jenna is setting up photos on their mantle of like them and their families, while Matt carries boxes out of a moving van and they sit on this couch in their front lawn and eat razzles. And uh, we see behind them that they've moved into a real life pink Jenna dream house. Aww. The end. Oh, so good. Wow. Would you like a razzle, Mr.
2: Flamhap? Yes, Mrs. Flamhap.
1: Oh, so good. Yeah. It's so adorable. But yeah, that is 13 going on 30. Yes. A classic 2004 rom-com. Like,
0: really just. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the DVD cover, it's like that white with, like, Jenna. And she's like,
1: 13 going on 30. I mean, it really is like the the genre at the of, like, the early 2000s at its peak, I feel. Yeah. Like, it takes kind of all the zaniness that you see of those early 2000s rom-coms and, like, really bumps it up to, like, a million. And, I mean, if you look at it as, like, a traditional rom tom, rom-com, it's crazy. But I think that if you view it through the lens of, like, this is a 13-year-old's idea of, like, a romantic comedy, it really makes total, yeah. complete sense.
2: Yeah. And, like... I don't know. I, I think it is, it does fit the the format, but then it adds that sense of like magical realism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. I love a, I love a rom-com with a little bit of like a wish <laughs> or yeah. like a magic, you know, touch to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. This is like up there probably in my like top five favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. The other being, like my my first favorite movie of all time is is Devil Wears Prada, and like mm-hmm. you know that's not seen as a rom com, but it is, like it is in a way. Like, yeah. but I guess the 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 romance is really between like Andy and her career and stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh we my gosh. we recorded for so many hours when we did Devil Wears Prada, and like didn't even scratch the surface. There's so much. There's a lot to unpack. It's so in that good. Movie. Yeah, it's so good.
0: Yeah, I love Jennifer Gardner's performance in this. Mm-hmm. She really, truly transforms into Jenna, and you have that, you know, charming, bubbly personality paired with her. She's like really driven, and I mean, we mm-hmm. see her in um the eighties like she's the one who writes her project proposal. Like, she's always been smart. She's always been, like, good at doing work. But now it's, like, she's bringing that to the next level because she has, like, a full-time job. And she's, like, preparing for that. And we get different facets of her, even though, I don't know, we're in this, like, magical world. I just think they did a good job of making her three-dimensional.
1: Yeah. The One of the only, like, drawbacks for me is, like, when we – you know, she goes back to the 80s, she kisses Matt, and then we flash forward to where they are now. Kind of like any sort of career or ambition seems to, like, be abandoned. And it's just like, now she's just living in, like, suburbia with Matt. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but just compared to, like, the career that she seemed to actually really care about and was really good at, too, Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to really be a element anymore in her life it's more so just all the romance so i kind of wish we could have if they're gonna have like a kind of flash forward like give us a little something of like what's jenna's like passion now besides matt is there anything else yeah that's maybe driving her you know good catch i'm so dumb i'm
2: like i oh,
1: fell in love and she gave
2: up her career for him i love that <laughs>
0: She's like I hated New York anyway. I love Jersey. Yeah. New
1: York low key sucks. Like no offense. I know you all y'all are both in New York, right? I'm not anymore. I'm in Toronto now, but Oh nice.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. Like New York is so dirty and like <laughs> so <laughs> overwhelming and chaotic. Like it never Can't looks that dirty. It, it is It never the looks the
1: way that you think it's going to look in like <laughs> The rom com, you know. That's because most of them are filmed in Toronto, so it's yeah. actually
0: <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> so true.
2: Or in LA, like we literally—I yeah. don't know—I was like working on the NBC lot a couple mm. months ago,
1: and I like went through like New York Street, and I yeah. was just like, "Oh my God! It literally, oh my God! Like, you can't
2: tell the difference."
1: <laughs> yeah, you're like, "There's no urine on the sidewalk here." Oh my God! It's the little things, little
0: details that make it so beautiful. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Like the dog shit on the sidewalk,
1: and yeah, and the trash piles, the trash. <laughs> The pigeons. Yeah. Um, but I mean, overall, I mean, I think it also makes sense that we don't really see any sort of like career wrap up at the end because if we're looking at it through the lens of like this is a 13-year-old's idea of like romance or of life, mm. like 13-year-olds aren't really thinking like, I want to have this position at this company, you know? So it's kind of more so the romance is what's on the forefront as it was when she was 13. Like what she cared about was being cool and like Chris Grandy. Yeah. Yeah. She did get all, everything she wanted in the end, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both yeah. ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what a what a great time. highly recommend if you are looking for a little fun and romance in your life this February. I recommend giving 13 Going on 30 a rewatch. If you're in Canada, you can rent it on Amazon Prime. And if
0: you're, I was about to say, if you're in New York, but if you're in the <laughs> U.S., you can watch it for free on HBO Max. HBO Max, Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rivka. It was a pleasure to have you on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Would you like to tell our lovely listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you? Yeah.
2: Find me on TikTok and Instagram at Rivka.Reyes and on Twitter at just RivkaReyes with no dot. Um, and really that's it. I'm about to go shoot a horror film called Onyx the Fortuitous (gasps) and the Talisman of Souls. If you know the Notice Me Senpai guy from TikTok, he is making a movie and I am going to be in it. So yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for information about that and, and the process of that. There's some cool um, on, on Onyx's um, Instagram and TikTok. There's some videos of the cool special effects uh, puppetry and animation that they're working on for it. It's, it's going to be a really
1: wild time. Wow. That's exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, it's Movies That Raised Us. You can also find us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us Pod.
0: You can also find us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Or you can always send us a good old-fashioned email if you want, you know, just a longer format or whatever at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. And if you have any fun Valentine's Day stories or plans, you can send them there or through our Instagram DMs.
1: Yeah, and we'll see you next week for another rom-com. Yes, I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.